Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. The surge in pet adoptions during the pandemic has brought so much needed joy to so many families that were feeling isolated, but doctors are worrying about a downside as well more dog bites. And we're talking today about pets during COVID. You're listening to Healthy Children. Our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics. I'm Melanie Cole, and joining me is Dr. Allison Tothi. She's a pediatric emergency medicine physician and spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics. Dr. Tothi, hi, I'm so glad to have you with us today. So it seems that a lot of people brought home dogs, and we're even going to talk about some of the other pets during the pandemic. And I'm wondering if some are biting kids. What have you seen? So we are definitely seeing dog bites. We're seeing injuries of every type now that kids are at home a lot more. But we are seeing some dog bites, uh, especially um, over the past year, not just of dogs in the child's home now, but uh, other dogs outside as well, and neighbor's dogs, friend's dogs, and and, and strange, strange animals as well. Wow, that's just an interesting side effect that I think nobody really saw coming. There's a difference between puppies biting and dogs biting, adult dogs. So when you say you've seen more Bites. These are actually ones that people have come to the emergency room because of, yes? Yeah, sure. I mean, not everyone comes to the emergency room because of a dog bite, uh, but these are uh, full size. These aren't just the nips or the sort of gnawing or chewing that a little puppy does. Uh, although little puppies can have very sharp baby teeth that puncture kids' skin, these are larger, older adults often with bites. One of the things I think people don't really appreciate or realize some people are really afraid of dogs some people have a fear of certain animals and when a dog does bite that can harm the person who's bitten more than just physically right there's an emotional sort of damage they can become afraid of those types of animals for the rest of their lives yeah absolutely uh it's it's just as if you fall on your bike and you don't want to get back on it because you had such a bad fall. Uh, but if you are bit by a dog at three, four, five, and you thought the dog was fine and you get bit by the dog, even if it didn't cause that much that much of an injury, you can still be scared and not want to go around uh, pets or dogs as you get older as well. I'm wondering if one of the other side effects that you might be seeing is allergies to pets as we're all isolated. And for the last year, we were literally quarantined. And some people brought home pets, or if you were in a pod with other families, maybe they have one and you're not really outside as much as you might have been. Have you been seeing an uptick in allergies and asthma as a result of pets? So I, I feel like I, at least this se- this allergy season has uh, just started to hit, particularly in the Midwest and the in the north now that things are starting to bloom more readily. So we are seeing in general an uptick in allergies. Certainly it is not unusual that if you haven't had a pet in your home and you bring a pet home, that is when you find out that your child or one of you is allergic to a pet. Uh, it is, we see that that is very common. And then I often get the brunt of 
you're the doctor. Could you please just, you know, tell so-and-so that we can no longer be the reason why uh, we can't have a pet anymore. And I always get to deliver the bad news around that. <laughs> well, certainly that's probably not one of the funner parts of your job. So if people <laughs> do bring home a pet and they want to make sure that this pet is well-trained, another one of the downsides here is that people don't always want to either have an independent trainer in their home as these restrictions start to lift maybe this isn't as applicable but going to one of those puppy training places where you you know at your park district or wherever they have dog training classes those kinds of things were certainly put on hold so what are people to do about training their dogs so i think that families should never ever underestimate the amount of time and care that a pet takes it's not like you get the pet and it walks in and it's all just playing and happy and everything works out okay. There's a lot of training that goes into uh, making the pet fit into your family, be happy with your family. Uh, and that's a way that you can show love is by training your pet. And so I would suggest that doing things online engaging everyone in training, not just one person. So there's consistency. Uh, there are ways, I think, especially now that summer's coming to think about finding classes online, um, uh, out in the open, maybe in a park is a great place actually, because it's outside. You can still mask, you can still be six feet away from uh, the other, you know, another person that has their pet there and you can start to have them participate in training sessions. That's a really great point because, yeah, the outside training and as somebody who took in a rescue dog and we didn't know her background and she was she was a bit of a biter at first and she was really skittery and we we had a guy come here and he told us, he said, don't worry, she's going to be a good dog. And he gave us instructions on how to work with her. And nine years later, gosh, she's just our little scarlet begonias. She's the best. So I, I know it does take time. And it absolutely is something that takes a lot of dedication. Now, I asked you off the air about TikTok because I'm seeing all these exotic animals. As a pediatric emergency medicine physician and a pediatrician, there's kind of like this sort of um, thing going around where people are getting exotic pets. What do you think about that? Well, um, I, I think that it depends on how humanely you can take care of your pet. Certainly from a safety perspective, exotic pets aren't designed to be house pets. The little monkeys that you see or pigs in the house or bringing a lamb into the house, like animals are, those animals weren't designed to be pets in your house. And they can be very unpredictable and not necessarily be trained and can be dangerous, especially to little kids. I agree with you. I mean, they look really cute, but I think that they weren't meant to be house pets, right? So before we wrap up and I ask you for your best advice, when I was younger, I used to hear, and when our kids were younger, we didn't get lizards or certain turtles, things like that, because we were afraid. We used to hear that they carried some sort of a disease or something along those lines. Can you clear that up for us? Are there some like lizards and things that we shouldn't be having because they can harm little kids? 
So turtles, for instance, can carry salmonella. Uh, so I think that's might be one of the things you're asking about, but that doesn't mean turtles can't be a good pet for a younger kid. It's just very important to remember that, that people wash their hands after caring for them and holding them um, and staying clean and practicing good hand hygiene. All of those things will help keep the family safe. Well, that's just good advice for really everything these days, right? So wrap it up. As people are adopting pets, as they're rescuing pets, as they're, you know, bringing pets into their homes during all of this quarantine and for the last year as an emergency medicine physician, what would you like them to know about proper training, safety, really, and safety with other people's pets, not approaching dogs you don't know, all of those kind of things. Give us a nice summary, Dr. Tothi. So first and foremost, make sure that everyone in your family is ready to have a pet. It doesn't work if only two people want a pet or the kids bring in a pet and one of the parents doesn't want a pet. Everybody has to be on board because everybody needs to be responsible for caring for this new animal that is becoming part of your family. It's also very important to teach kids, especially young kids, how to be around animals. They can't tease them. They need to understand that animals can get mad, can bite, um, never leave a young child alone with an animal. Uh, that's very important. And um, discourage things like roughhousing, because often children don't realize that when an animal gets overexcited, sometimes they can mouth the child or nip the child. or right. They're, these are new behaviors that they're not used to. So it's very important to keep everyone safe. Great advice and so important because we want to bring them into our homes and make them a part of our families. It's just, gosh, there's just nothing like the love of a sweet, adorable pet, but you definitely need to train them. You need to all be aware and on board. As Dr. Tothi said, everybody needs to be on board because it does take your family village to raise a pet. I can tell you that. So thank you so much, Dr. Tothi, and be sure and share this show with your friends and family on your social channels because we're learning from the experts at the American Academy of Pediatrics together. You can listen on Spotify and TuneIn, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts are played, but we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. So I'm Melanie Cole for the American Academy of Pediatrics, Radio MD. Stay well.